Welcome to the second episode of the Stanford podcast. To introduce ourselves, we are a youth activism group based in the west end of Newcastle called Stanford. Throughout this exciting episode, we will discuss educational and social issues we are passionate about with inspiring guests. From MPs to lawyers to businesswomen, my name is Yusuf. Hi, and my name is Hasti. We are both members of Youth Activism Group Stanford. To get you started, we have the pleasure of interviewing the inspiring Sevgi, an asylum seeker from Turkey. Welcome to the podcast, Sevgi. Thank you for taking the time to visit our group and participate in our discussion. To begin, could you introduce yourself and what you stand for? Hello, hi, my name is Sevgi. I study computer science in Newcastle University and I stand for um, education for minority groups. Would you be able to discuss life before the, moving to the UK? Before moving to the UK, I was actually living in Egypt. Uh, I was studying in an international high school. The reason I had to leave was because Turkey, uh, political problems in Turkey, and they wouldn't renew my passport. So I had to uh, leave to seek out like better opportunities. Yeah, I see that because uh, we've been through the same. I hope you'll find whatever uh, you're looking forward to. Uh, so Thank you. What was the most difficult part about living and how has your asylum seeker journey been so far? Well, the most difficult part uh, was leaving my mom and my younger brother behind. We weren't able to secure a visa for them. So the original plan was to come here, get a refugee status, which they said wouldn't take long and apply for a family reunion. But it's been like two and a half years and we're still waiting. So I think that's like the most uh, difficult part. My asylum seeker journey so far has been frustrating and um, like a lot of waiting around, I guess, because of the COVID uh, situation. But yeah. Yeah, I totally can feel you. It's really terrible, but unfortunately, we have uh, nothing to do with that. I hope you'll get your uh, visa. Really looking for you. I just wonder, what was it like when you first arrived? Well, I actually came earlier than my dad and my older brother by like a month, so I came alone. The experience of like waiting for them for a month in a country I didn't know with a host family I've never seen for, and having no idea how to navigate that was scary at first. But I actually loved the freedom freedom it gave me. It was pretty nerve wracking, but it was like the first time I traveled alone and first time I was able to like uh, go outside my bubble, if you want to call it that. Um, But after I got settled, I loved it. Uh, if I want to uh, go do something, all I had to do was like open my phone, open maps and walk there or take a metro or a bus, which was relatively easy to navigate, uh, like comparing to Egypt, which was which is like um, which doesn't have as good as a of a transportation system. Yeah. And I didn't feel as mm. free. So um, that like my first um, experience was good that my um, dad and my brother came. And the asylum seeker process began. Um, yeah. Really, yeah. You, you you feel like you just uh, like butterfly. Yeah. You fly around the whole uh, yeah, city. Exactly. Uh, that must be great because I remember my first time as an asylum seeker in here. I was so curious about the city, about yeah. the country because I I've never been uh, to the UK before mm-hmm. in my life. So I was literally uh, sitting and lying on the bed going home and I thought like why wouldn't I go out and yeah. see this tea? I was quite scared because uh, my English uh, wasn't good so uh, I started uh, going to college mm-hmm. to learn English 
but uh, while doing this, I was like, let's go to let's go to town, let's go to the yeah. beach, let's let's discover the city we've been living. So that that felt really, really, yeah, really. It's quite beautiful, isn't good. it? Yeah. How about you, Pasti? Well, for me, I I don't have the experience that you have, but my father had, and I was um I was alone like. My father actually was alone for three years. He was here and waiting for his visa for three years. And me and my mother and my brother were in our own country and waiting for him. Which uh, in our country, we had some difficult situation. We didn't have any support from a man in our country. Like my father was here, we couldn't access to him, whatever we want. So, and actually for him was difficult as well because he couldn't speak English. Yeah, it's it's difficult, I think. I've never understand what's what's difference that some people get their visas for a long time, yeah. but some of them just maybe six months. Yeah, yeah. it's it's such a uh, like unreliable process. Yeah, yeah. you like um, your uh, story. Like my mom is there right now. She's like that in the same place as you. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I can totally understand your mom because <laughs> it's really hard when the family is separated between countries yeah it's really hard like yeah uh, i really want that these things that the visa things the period of that time has changed like yeah. uh like finally someone says something about the definite time that yeah. each family or each refugee should wait for it yeah as you mentioned it's been two years on hold since you moved to the uk as on uh, waiting uh, as an asylum seeker to be settled in the UK. It's long time. I can totally understand you. I can feel you because uh, I moved to the UK two years uh, ago, and probably more than two years ago, and I'm still an asylum seeker, just like waiting uh, yeah. for my business permit, just like you. So uh, what do you expect from government uh, to progress? Uh, well, it would just be great if they can um give us like a definitive time or like if they can uh, accommodate more in some situations and uh okay. yeah and support it'd be great if you were able to work because it's very difficult not like uh, relying on the government all the time to give us like funds and stuff yeah so. and for example uh i'll currently going to Newcastle uh, college studying there but if I want to study the next year, I'll be level three and I have to pay for it. But just imagine, uh, you don't have work permit, you can work, but they expect you to pay your school fee, your college yeah. fee. How is this even possible? Uh, and there are lots of things just like this and you can't do anything and the government uh, doesn't support us. And I mean, uh, they have to take a action for it. I mean, lots of people just like wasting uh, their years yeah there's like so many little things that people don't think about that are like needed to like live a healthy life like if you want to live two years and like if you're going to live like two or three years in a country you need uh, you need like some not like basic necessities as food like it's great that they give us food and accommodation and all that but you also need like um maybe like money to go to a yeah. go to a gym or uh yeah, yeah. Money, money, like transportation fees and uh, all that like small stuff that they don't think about that like is needed in, in order for you to like 
actually live and not just survive. Yeah. yeah. We are in a, like, we are still teenagers and we have to think about some sort of things that we shouldn't in this age. Okay. We should, like, think about, like, chill out with our friends, other, like, basic things, have fun with others, with our friends, but we have to think about how to find money, how to how to stay in a country, how to not move in again in another country. This is really hard process and... Um, I think the government is quite brutal on asylum seekers because uh, I met, I recently met someone uh, he lives in Newcastle but his family uh, lives in Leeds, I guess. So, well, uh, they have a they have children but the parents are divorced so when uh, dad uh, wants to go to Leeds to see their children uh, he has to pay like 20 pounds for train tickets or bus tickets as well but uh, well he, he can't work he doesn't have work permit he's not allowed to work he's uh, supported by government yeah. currently but the government only uh, gives like 38 pounds per week uh, to live. Like... So, I mean, how can uh, this dad go to Leeds to see uh, his children? Yeah, it's just a basic necessity that you have to like beg for, but like it's not that your it's not your fault that you can't work. It's just it's not that because you're it's not that you're lazy, it's not that any any of those things, it's just that they don't give you the right to do that to be able to provide for yourself yeah exactly i totally agree with that and uh, what most uh, surprised you in the uk uh well to be frank it's like that how disorganized and slow the process is it just takes so much for a simple procedure to go through i understand that there's a lot of people waiting but i think there must be a better way they also offer relatively little support in terms of education and uh transportation and all that stuff yeah i see i, I totally agree with that and uh how uh, did you find the uk as a country as a like, culture uh, as a country i love the uk i love uh the sites i love um the london i love like most things about it it's, it, it's quite a circle uh, country right yeah i've been to both uh, just like near to bristol uh, and it feels like uh, I was in Italy because yeah. I knew that the uh, Roman Roman Empire had been uh, in Bath. They built the city, and it felt like amazing. Just like I, I was in my dream. Yeah, you, you so, just want to yeah. take pictures of everything. Exactly, I shared million, million, million photographs and uh, videos of my story. Yeah. It my... feels like right, right out of a book, like a right out of like, a <laughs> classic novel. There are lots of uh, opportunities for us in this country. Uh, we just like we just have to wait to get access like, to them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What was the most difficult part about living and? How has your asylum seeker journey been so far? Uh, honestly, the most difficult part about leaving uh, was leaving my mom and my brother behind. Um, we weren't able to secure a visa for them, so we had to uh, come here and um, get a visa as a um, family family reunion visa. I think that's what it's called. Uh, well, they they originally said it wouldn't take long but uh it's been like two and a half years but we're still waiting so i think that was the hardest part and um my asylum seeker journey been so far is had definitely been frustrating lots of waiting lots of um just 
lots of waiting yeah yeah i can't totally feel you i'm in the same position unfortunately well by the way were there any surprises coming to the uk um surprises uh, i wouldn't say um yeah i just thought it would be um more organized and uh more um supportive but it's actually like a bit less organized than i thought it's just the process like they give someone a uh, refugee status uh, in two weeks and other people have to wait for like two years yeah. which is like there's no definitive time they can give you which is like very frustrating and like it's better to know uh like a time frame than to like wait around for nothing so yeah. do you feel like uh, you and your family is forgotten yeah kind of it's just feels like uh like because we can't like we asked for them for updates but they just give us the same answer so we just feel like we're just here waiting for nothing so you feel like you're stuck yeah and uh, you get yeah we just feel stuck and it's just very um migration uh, can be difficult what challenges have you had faced and uh, and how did you find strength in difficult times uh yeah um well migration wasn't new to me i've moved like six times since i was like a little kid so this is like my sixth move uh so it wasn't that difficult um of course the asylum process were was much different than just moving to another country but um uh finding strength in difficult times i guess from my community like the turkish community and they have all gone through the same thing so they were able to help me and guide me through the process and offer me support support if i needed it um great uh, do we have any advice for newcomers to the uk or newcastle specifically um i just think um like no need to give up if uh like most of the challenges i faced were due to like um education and stuff like uh getting into education getting into a uni um leaving like the um system that you came from and coming to a new system is uh, quite difficult so um it's just you have to be patient throughout like you have to find new opportunities seek new opportunities just not like Well, this is my net of life now. I can't do anything. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, I can't feel that. You mentioned that uh, you're going to university. Um, how is that? How is it going as an asylum seeker? Because I know uh, the lots of asylum seekers can go to university because of the, like they can get uh, student finance from the government. Uh, yeah. But it seems you managed to go to university. I'm so happy for you. How is that going as a asylum? Yeah, it's it's been I've been very lucky. Um like my brother in that front was not very lucky. He uh, got into the University of Glasgow, but he wasn't able to go because um they wouldn't they weren't they weren't as flexible as Newcastle Uni. They gave me like a time frame to like actually um wait for my asylum process while getting my education so that was very great um but yeah it's been it was very frustrating i was very lucky on that front so yeah looking forward what are you hoping to accomplish in the future um as a personal goal i'm studying computer science and with that path i actually want to help innovate and advance technology in every part of the world um like i can't i i was in a third world country egypt i came like i was born in turkey i also saw america so i would like 
have very different perspectives on the world. So I, I think it would help with uh, help me gain like a new perspective on computers and innovation. Um, as a family goal, I hope in the near future we're able to settle in and be contributing members to society. It's so challenging not being able to help the community. We are more than qualified to work and pay our taxes, and we have done that for all of our lives. But for now, we're not allowed to work. So that's very... Um, yeah, uh, it, it must be so difficult because yeah. you're not allowed to work and uh, you feel like you're literally uh, stuck in a cave. Yeah. It's called, if you can call it. Yeah, it's not that we don't want to, it's just we can't. So yeah, exactly, and there is nothing to do, uh, unfortunately. I hope uh, you and your family get mm -hmm. your uh, business permit as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah, um, lucky you, you've got a chance to go to university. Yeah, I that was other refugees can go there, other asylum seekers as well. Um, yeah, yeah me really too. Good. It's just I've been trying to help them. I volunteered a lot, um, writing like personal statements, contacting the unis to try to help my friends too. But not everyone is as lucky. So um. uh, thank you for taking time for us to interview you. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, is there anything you, you may want to add up? Um, well, I just want to thank you guys for inviting me to the show and um, taking the time to like yeah, interview me. So yeah, thank you very much. Thank you.